Have you ever wanted to make a change, but something was holding you back? What if you could totally just reinvent yourself and change your entire life? Welcome to the School of Self-Reinvention podcast. I'm your host, Sandy Wade. Join me here where I'll introduce you to someone who did just that. I believe success leaves clues. People learn so much from others who have been there. Now come out the other side. We all have a story to tell, so come, be inspired, perhaps find the courage to do a self-reinvention of your own. This is the School of Self-Reinvention. Let the class begin. Welcome to the Season 1 Finale, Episode 15 of the School of Self-Reinvention Podcast. This has been an amazing season, and today we are closing out this first season with something a little different. I've invited back a recent guest that many of you know as Dan Wade, my husband. Today we're going to do a bit of a twist on a reinvention, and today's show is How to Reinvent. We are talking about relationships and your marriage. This is how to reinvent your relationship. If you're in a good marriage, this is reinforcement. If you're looking for a relationship, this is an excellent foundation to help you when you want to find that someone special. So Dan and I have been married for 21 years, happily married, I might add, but both of us have been married before. And I think that we've learned a lot about ourselves, about relationships and about marriage. So today we're gonna talk together about getting a strong marriage and how to keep your marriage strong. So welcome back to the show, honey. Thank you. <laughs> We've never really done this kind of thing before, so I have no idea how it's gonna go. So thank you for just being a good sport and, and doing this with me. I really appreciate it. So for me, the very beginning step, the most important thing, I think the, the key thing missing in all of my previous relationships is that God must be number one. I mean, hands down. In fact, I started praying for you, my future husband, long before we even met. Um, so for me, this is the absolute most important element to everything, but especially a strong marriage. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, if you don't have God in common, a, relation, a relationship with God, in common, it's tough. That's the that's the building block, right? I mean, that's the building block of everything going forward. Yeah. Um, and you know, if you look at the list of the five things that that married couples or anybody, any couple fights about, uh, religion is one of the five. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you got to have that in common at least. Absolutely, yeah. I, I completely agree. Yeah. And that never was even on my radar before, but obviously none of my other relationships worked. Yeah. And I mean, with us, you know, if you look at our journey, uh, when we moved to South Carolina, we both became much stronger Christians. Yeah. And we, we were we always believers though. And Christ. I remember yeah. when we first met, um, I, one of the things I asked you is if you believed in God, cause I, I did know, and I knew that at that time that that was important. Um, but like you said, it's only become deeper. Yeah. I mean, we, you know, we, our relationship has gotten, I think our marriage has gotten better as we have gone on this, this Christian journey together, but yeah, both of us, your, your background in religion was a little bit more extensive than mine, but I, I tried to become more of a, more of a Christian in my twenties and thirties, but mm -hmm. it was still, I mean, it was, it was haphazard at best. Yeah. But as we moved to South Carolina, we've gotten, um, you know, you and I've take, taken our faith journey together and it's gotten somewhat stronger. And I mm -hmm. think our marriage has gotten better over it. So yeah, I, I agree. I yeah. agree. I think the, the next thing in having a strong relationship is emotionally connecting with your partner, like deeply understanding your partner's inner world. 
which I know for, for me, you take the time to really talk to me and to listen to me. And, you know, sometimes know that my inner world can be a little crazy, but you take the time to understand what I'm going through and what's going on inside my mind. Does that make sense? Yeah. But it's, you know, uh, it's, it's about caring for the other person, you, you know, it's, it's a, it's a relationship. So you can't just worry about yourself all the time. You've, you've got to be willing to put yourself out there to be, you know, a good partner. And so, you know, of course I'm trying to help you out when you're going through a nutty or crazy time, <laughs> but I mean, that's just part of being in a, good, a yeah. good marriage. Right. But, but I think that's important. I think that um, one thing that's really important and I think we do a good job of that is we've always had that ability. Well, maybe not early on, but we learned how to have those difficult conversations. Like you need to be able to voice your opinion in a safe space. And we've had disagreements, but I think one thing we've always talked about is we've never raised our voices in anger, as in we've never called each other names. We've never said anything that was disrespectful to the other person. And I think that mutual respect is a big one. Yeah, I think we've had disagreements, but we've never had a, a truly a fight. And, you know, I'm, I'm proud of the fact that I've never called you a, a derogatory name in yeah. anger. Never. I, I just yeah. just refuse to go there. Um, there's been times when I've been upset and I just walk away or, you know, whatever. But yeah, just, you just don't go there. And, that, and that, this, that's a great piece of advice I would have for people. Just don't go there. Yeah. You know, well, after you, the words are said, you can't take. Yeah. Them back. If you love someone, don't you, you cannot call them a derogatory name in anger. That just don't go there. Yeah. I don't care. Walk outside. Do something else. Uh, remove yourself from the situation, but just don't go there. Mm -hmm. So one thing that well, okay, just the other day, <laughs> I, I so people may not know this about me. I'm a little bit OCD, and I like oh, to have. Goodness. I, I yeah, I talk light bulbs. Yeah. I, I like to organize. And so I have these color-coded bins in, in the pantry. And there's these big orange bins that we have light bulbs in, and they're all together because everything's color coordinated. And so I took the light bulbs out of the packages and I put them in the bins. Well, I wasn't really thinking that all the way through because now when you need to get another light bulb, it's really hard to tell like what wattage it is because it's not in an easily labeled box. So it was create, And I, I recognized that that wasn't the smartest move. And so we have run out of light bulbs and I had to get new light bulbs. And so you asked me to get light bulbs at the store. And I thought, I mean, it's kind of a funny joke between us, but when you said, can you get light bulbs? And you're not going to take them out of the package this time, are you? Ha, ha, ha. And I mean, I thought that was funny and I didn't take offense to it, but I was really touched that I came upstairs to my office to start work and you came up and apologized because you said that was really, what did you say? Yeah, I thought it was kind of a, you know, I said it. A jerky it, thing. Well, I said it in jokingly, but then I thought it was kind of a snide comment and, not, you know, you you did it once and, you know, damage is done. And so, <laughs> you know, it was a snide comment and I felt bad about it. So I came up and apologized, you know, but it was no big deal. No, but that was no, really sweet though. That was really sweet. And knowing we're going to do this podcast, I thought that's one of the reasons why we have a good marriage is that you're conscientious about what you're saying. And even when you think it's just a 
a yeah. funny joke. Sometimes the other person might not well, take it that I, way. And I felt, I felt like, what if she took it the wrong way? What if she's like, hey, he keeps punishing me for the, you know, the, the silly mistake. The silly mistake. And I thought, yeah, you don't want to go there. I mean, I don't want yeah. to want you to feel bad about uh, a silly, a silly repacking. And at the end of the day, who cares? True. You know, True. it's just, it's not worth even worried about. But it's the same thing though, as bringing up stuff from the past. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think we've done a really good job of you have something happens, someone makes a mistake, you have a deep, hard discussion about it. But when it's over, it's over. And we don't really, well, remember last year when you did this, right, like we don't right, do that. Right. Yeah. That's just, it's, it's, it's petty. Yeah. It goes back to my favorite quote from Dr. Phil. Do you know what I'm going to say? Yep. What am I going to say? You're either contaminating or contributing to your relationship. That's right. That's right. In fact, you used that on me once early on. And that was it, that was fun. <laughs> but it was a good learning experience because, you know, I don't even remember like what was going on. I just remember you said, like, I wear my emotions on this on my sleeve. And so you can tell instantly, you know, I'm, I'm pretty um in my facial expression, you can tell when something's wrong. And so you said, what's, what's the matter? And I go, nothing, I'm fine. And then you said, I can tell you're not fine. It's clearly you're not fine. What's wrong? And I said, nothing, I'm fine. And then you said, well, you quote Dr. Phil all the time. You're either contributing to or contaminating a relationship and saying you're fine when you're not fine is contaminating a relationship. I thought, oh, bazinga, you used Dr. Phil back on me. But it's really true. And yeah. that stuck with yeah. me because, and I think that there's a lot of people out there that if you don't want to have that conversation and you say you're fine, but you're really not fine, you're not doing your relationship any good. Right. You know, exactly. Exactly. I don't know. I think that for us, another big thing that helps with our relationship is our Saturday date nights. I think it's important to co-create rituals together for us you know, we are so busy during the weeks and we're kind of coming and going. We have dinner together, which is important, but I mean, to really spend quality time together, Saturday night, date night is what's that sacred time. So we go to church, then we usually go out for a couple drinks to talk about the sermon and we go out for a date night. We go out for dinner and we have a nice conversation and really reconnect. And it's easy. I think for us, we don't have kids to do that. But I think that even if you have kids, if for a strong marriage, you have to have that time to reconnect or that's when people grow apart. That's what I think. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. And you know, the whole kids thing is, you know, I mean, it makes it a little bit more difficult, but doesn't mean just because we don't have kids that it's not a important ritual that we do. And it's life is busy, but Saturday night is date night. And so, yeah, yeah I agree. And there's a famous psychologist that talks about, you know, solid marriages and he talks about how you have to have at least 90 minutes a week of uninterrupted time to share your lives together. 90 minutes a week. Well, if you throw in, you know, are having a couple of drinks and going out to dinner, that's way more than 90 minutes. So I think we're we're hitting hitting on the on the money there, you know, because church, we're not really we're we're together, but we're not spending time talking. Whereas yeah. the drinks and dinner is talking. And just one-on-one. -on -one. Right, one -on -one. Yeah. Oh, we also have oh, a yeah, rule. You yeah. know what I'm going to say? Yeah. What am I going to say? No cell phones on date night. And that's true. Or we also have the rule, no cell phones at the dinner table. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that's 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 a great one, too. And I love that because 
we go out for drinks and we're talking and we're telling each other about our weeks and things that happened. We talk about the sermon at church and the cell phone is in my pocket and it's not coming out. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care who's calling or who's, you know, texting, whatever. How many times have we seen people at oh, dinner, yeah. you know, and they're both on their cell phones and they're, they're at a restaurant. They're not even they're talking, to, not each even talking to each other. They're sitting, they're looking at their, it is, it, it is, it's horrible. So yeah, no cell phones on date night, put it away. Yeah. I think one thing that's also been kind of at the, at the cornerstone of a good relationship for us is <laughs> no yucky chores for just one person, <laughs> which we heard a couple, Sheila and Dave, uh, say to each other once long time ago. And we thought it was something they said to each other all the time. And it became a motto for us. No yucky chores for just one person. And here we found out that that was just a one-time thing. They don't say it all the time. And they don't, it was just, they said it that one moment, but for us, we adopted that meaning I don't, I don't do all the housework myself. We split chores, you know, I I'll cook dinner, you clean up. We, we, and we've done that our entire relationship. And I think that's important because equally balancing the workload at home, the other person, one person's not getting stuck doing all the yucky chores and the other person's not feeling bitter about it. Along those same lines, though, I have to say that um, I think it's important not to manipulate each other. And when I say that from a guy's standpoint, you don't get me involved in your projects. Sometimes you'll ask me for help. That's different. Yeah. But you don't get, you don't expect me to drop everything. And you decided that you wanted to paint a table in the backyard Mm -hmm. and, you know, I'll help you carry it out there, help you carry it in, but you don't expect me to get involved in your project. And I, as a man, I appreciate that. I I hate to be, um, make this sound like it goes on in most marriages, but it, there's a lot of marriages where the, you know, wife expects the husband to drop everything when she wants to do a project. And I've always appreciated that about you, that you don't, you don't expect me to get involved in your projects. That's nice. Well, I think expressing appreciation to your partner goes a long way. Just like you're saying this to me. I think that we've talked about this before, that self-fulfilling prophecy of I do nice things for you. And then that makes you want to do nice things for me. When, when you do nice things for me, it makes me want to do nice things for you. So it's like that, that perpetual motion of, we like to do good things for each other, but that also can be reversed. Like if I was mean to you, it would make you want to be mean to me. So that could go both ways. Right. And, And along the same lines as I think you're not a nagger which is nice. Mm-hmm. You don't nag at me to do something, you know, if something needs to be done. Uh, I appreciate the fact you don't nag at me. So when you ask me to do something, I do it. So it's, it's that once again, it's a perpetual cycle. It's that good cycle. Instead of a vicious cycle, it's a good cycle because I appreciate so much that you don't nag at me about stuff that if there's something that needs to be done around here and you ask me to do it, I get on it right away so that you don't have to nag me. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. I think another thing is maybe this is because we're just getting older um, and more self-aware. But I think that if you do have a disagreement about something, whatever you're disagreeing about, the real issue isn't what you're disagreeing about. Like there may be something else going on. Maybe, you know, feeling fear, insecurity or whatever that might be. I think it's important to keep that in mind. 
And I think a lot of times with relationships, I think you get into trouble when you're trying to control the other person. Let go of the control things. Get, let go of the control issues. Don't, when you love someone, you don't want to control them. I mean, that's just, it's just the wrong way to go. It's, it never turns out well. Let's face it. Yeah. It never turns out well. It kind of comes back to the, the fact that I know there's so many things in life that are just, it doesn't mean anything. Like if there's something, something you want done and you're, you know, you're going to harp at me or nag at me to get it done. You know, that's, it's, it's more about control than it is about getting a thing See, done. So that let goes it back go. to, it's not about what you're really Yeah. Let it go. About. Yeah. Someone that's nagging me, why, why don't you do this? Why don't you do this? It's not really about you doing it. It's, it's about the, what the, that control. need to feel you need to control. That's exactly right. That's true. I think one of the most important things though, is really the, well, let's just say it, sex, the intimate side of relationship. We've talked about this before, and I don't want to share too much information, but I think it's important that if you're in a marriage and in a marital situation, you can't just wait for that romantic spontaneity time for an intimate time together. I mean, we schedule, we schedule our intimate time. Uh And it might sound unromantic, but when you have a busy life, I mean, heaven for, even if you have kids, it's, it's even more difficult, right, right? But I think that you have to make that a priority because I think that's a cornerstone as well of a healthy marriage. Yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta schedule it and you gotta schedule it when it works for both of you and you're both not exhausted yeah. from, you know, from whatever else is going on in your life. So you pick a time, you pick a date. Uh, you know, and you do it on a regular basis and, uh, you know, pick the time that's going to best work for both of you. And it, it yeah, it works great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're right. The whole, if you're waiting for it to spontaneously happen, it's never going to. And then people get in that rut or that routine of, well, it's been a month. So, you know, yeah. why not? What difference does it make now? You know, well, then it's suddenly then you, you drift apart. A week turns into three yeah. weeks, yeah. turns into a yeah. month, yeah. turns into how long. And, yeah. and that's, and yeah, then, yeah. and then not being able to talk about it. I think yeah. needing to have open communication where you have to feel comfortable in talking about that kind of thing with your partner. If you can't talk about that, you should be able to talk about anything and everything. Yeah. Well, yeah. So for course, sure. Cornerstone of a marriage, good marriage. Yeah. I think that you also have to be quick to apologize uh-huh. and quick to forgive. Yep. A lot of the things we're talking about are good, good, good cornerstones of Christian. Christian faith. I mean, that's why it's important to have that, share that faith. Yeah. Because this is, this is, this is like right out of the Bible, right? That's true. That's true. Forgiveness, apologizing. Well, I mean, God knows what he's talking about for sure. I think taking responsibility for your actions too is important. Yeah. And not like you, I think you mentioned it before, not trying to manipulate or change the other person. I remember early on, you said something to me about, um, and you you were just so amazed. And I'm thinking, I don't understand why this is such a big deal. But you said, you accept me for who I am and everything about me instead of trying to change me and make me into something I'm not. And at the time I'm thinking, you're crazy because, you know, I like everything about you, but you know what? In preparing for this, I I did some thinking back to my first marriage, and it was quite the opposite. I felt, oh, he needs me because he needs me to fix him because he has lots of things wrong with him. So I need to change him and to fix him and make him like this. 
And he wasn't ready for that. And so of course it didn't last and it was a huge problem and it was a huge disaster, but I wasn't where I am in my life. Yeah. You're, you're either in love with the person exactly who they are or you're not. And so you can't, you can't change them to somebody that you, you know, cause think about that is if you're trying to change your partner to be different than they are, then you're really saying that I, right yeah, that I, I don't love you the way you are. So I'm mm-hmm. going to try to change you into this. And, and it doesn't have to be big stuff. It can be little stuff. Oh yeah. It can be little stuff. Well, so, it, that's unconditional love. Yeah. I right? mean, yeah. Well, I mean, what are you saying? It's like, you know, the other podcast we talked about the way you pray is you, you ask for a blessing from God and then you thank God after that. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, if you ask him for multiple blessings, then you're saying he didn't hear you the first time. So it's kind of like the same thing. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I'm trying to change. I, I I say I love you, but I'm trying to change you. Yeah. No. I don't really love you. Yeah. I love you if. You yeah. Change. If you change. Yeah. Or I'll love right. you more if you change. That's, you know, doesn't end well. <laughs> very, very true. I think that listening is really important. I tried. I, I am trying to get better at listening. I think you're a better listener than I am. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, cause you remember things really, really well. And sometimes I forget things, but, but I'm trying to become a better listener. I admire that about you cause you are yeah. a good listener. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> I also think that if you're out there looking for a relationship, at least one thing I know about in my own life, and I've said this before, I don't know. I don't think I made it up, but I believe this, that if you're searching for someone, the, the level that you're at, where you're at with your own self-esteem and your, you know, how, the work you've done on yourself and the, and the level at where you're at is in direct correlation to the kind of person you're going to attract. Oh, yeah. So I believe that, you know, when, when we met, I was I was at a really high point in my life. I felt self-confident. I was in a good place and I wasn't even looking for you. And then you popped into my life at the gym and, you know, the rest is history, but I, I've, I've seen that in others, but I've, I've watched it happen in my own life before you of all the Mr. Wrongs. And I mean, it's a direct correlation of, I didn't know who I was, self-esteem problems, no wonder I was, I was attracted to the guys that weren't right for me, that weren't good for me. Yeah. I mean, it's the old adage that you, um, you can't love someone until you love yourself. Yes. And so, yeah, I mean, you're going to attract exactly how you're feeling. That's why, you know, you tend to have people that are struggling in life will be attracted to other people who are struggling in life. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's once again, that doesn't end well. Yeah. So I agree with that. Absolutely. And I think that, at the end of the day for our marriage, what do you think is the biggest key to success in our marriage? <laughs> I've often said, I mean, you know, we, we do all the right things for sure. But I think in the end of the day, we just are very compatible. I mean, it was always right from the get-go. We got along so well. That's true. I thought um, you were going to say because we just got lucky. No. Well, I mean, <laughs> which you know, in I some mean, ways it is. I mean, you know. I, I and, say that jokingly, but luck. Yeah, maybe we it was luck, but I think God brought us together. Yeah, yeah. But I we mean, are sure. compatible. We are very compatible. I mean, we just we get along. We got along so well from the beginning. We didn't have we didn't have uh, any disagreements at all from just dating and living in two separate places and all that stuff. I mean, 
we were, we were, we got along so well from the very beginning. We still do. I mean, yeah. we go away for the weekend and we, we have fun together. You know, we just Even we went to along. that place that didn't have a TV. Yeah. Like, what? No TV. <laughs> when are we going to talk? We're going to have to talk to each other for two yeah. days. I mean, it was great. Yeah. You know, we, we just get along so well. So, you know. but I think a lot of that is personality getting along well, but we have good communication. So I th- and that we've worked on over the years. I think we intentionally work on our relationship yeah, and we don't yeah, take it for granted. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I think that I is it, also- it, it is work, but you know, when I hear people say, oh my gosh, marriage is so much work. Uh, with us, it's not. I mean, it's just if not. you're married to the right yeah, person. Yeah, we just, we get along so well. I never thought of it as work. I mean, do we go out of our way for each other? Absolutely. Do we put everything we should into our marriage? Absolutely. Do we put our marriage- you know, a, a priority. Absolutely. But it's doesn't, it's never felt like work to me. Yeah. But we're doing the right things. Right, right. Yeah. Well, that's good. And so we've been married 21 years and I like to think we'll be married for a bunch more. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, honey, for doing this with me. You always are my biggest fan and so supportive in all my crazy projects and endeavors. <laughs> and this podcast is up there with the, some of the most craziest things I've done. So I just want to thank you for being there and for agreeing to do this with me, our season one finale. I can't believe I did this. You're so welcome. Thank you. I love you. Love you too. (laughs) Thank you for listening to today's show. If you liked it, please share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a five-star review. If you have a self-reinvention story that God brought you through, please go to sandyway.net and tell us about it. You can also subscribe so you won't miss any upcoming episodes. I have some amazing interviews coming your way, and I can't wait to share it in the next episode. Thank you, and God bless.